Welcome back to the Engineering for the New Reality podcast series, where we're talking to our engineers on the challenges and opportunities that are very pertinent to today's global situation. Do you know one of the biggest sources of infection? It's our 10 fingers, and we use them all the time when typing away on our smartphones or opening a door. The bigger problem, however, arises when our healthcare staff use touch to operate medical equipment, putting both patients as well as their co-workers at risk. And the fact is that most medical equipment today is touch-based. Is it time for the medical industry to transition to touchless UI? To talk about this and more, we have with us Karthi, who heads our IVD and life sciences operations. Karthi, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good, Akshay, and uh, thanks for the intro. So, Karthi, based on what you have been observing, how big is the current UI and touch problem in the medical industry? How big a potential source can touchscreens be in the spread of medical infections? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, Akshay. So, uh, see, the problem is not just with the touchscreen, I would say. So, if you look at uh, the the medical devices uh, today in a in a hospital network or in a lab environment or even in, in certain research laboratories and so on, uh, a lot of these equipments are shared by users. Uh, multiple co-workers do share those equipments, and. There are different forms of user interfaces, but most of them involves physical touch, right? So you have things which has integrated products, which has integrated keypads. You have products which has touch screens. You have products which has like, for example, ultrasound scanners and so on, which typically comes with a, a stick and so on. So that way, many of them have different forms of interfaces, which involves a physical uh, touch, which becomes a point of contamination and so on and in today's uh, social distancing norms uh, one of the primary things we are advising people and to avoid is to uh, touching surfaces but uh, unknowingly over these years a whole bunch of these devices are put in place which which uh, makes you touch and that way there is that risk of contamination which is which is very much there and particularly many of these devices if you look at in a hospital environment are used by multiple operators so that 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 exposes and increases that level of risks yeah and so karthi what can be done by the medical industry to make uis touchless and safe yeah uh, i i would say see there are alternate technologies which are already available and some of them have been adopted in the other industry as well and like uh, in the recent times, it's, it's, uh, we have been seeing a lot of uh, memes and so on, which talks about uh, COVID is the biggest digital transformator in many of the organizations. So COVID drove a lot of digital transformations. And uh, probably the, the, the situation today also makes a lot of products to uh, look at alternate mechanisms. So the two broad uh, ways in which if you look at uh, how other industries have been using it. Of course, some of these technologies have come in primarily to enhance the user experience. That has been the case in uh, consumer electronics, uh, automotive kind of industry. Uh, but but we do see like uh, that does solve some of the problems what we have uh, in the medical industry. Uh, the first technology is primarily voice based. Uh, as we all know, we have been interacting with uh, 
Alexas and uh, the Siri on mobile phones and so on. And we have, we have very much seen many of that is already there in, in the automotive infotainment systems. Most cars today come with an infotainment system which are voice-based. You have uh, voice synthesizers which uh, provide information to the users and the devices accept commands, voice-based commands from the users which through which you can enter and communicate with the device so the, the human machine interface is through voice as a medium and mechanism so that's that's uh, one of the technology which is available and a solution which is fairly matured i would say today used in different industries which can be adopted here pretty well uh, and the other piece is gesture based uh, because there, there are also certain situations and conditions where uh, voice based could be a little difficult challenging because you can have a lot of people interacting talking and you may have that a uh, uh, um, uh, lot of crosstalks happening and there are specific uh, conditions and uh, environments where gesture based is uh, also considered as an option so that that's another technology which is uh, available uh, one that's that's primarily on the interaction part of it between the user and the uh, machine uh, the other part is also one other specific thing is uh, today, authentication is is also a key element in many of these devices, right? So uh, there are there are also devices which uses biometric based authentication and so on, which are again touch based. But you have alternative technologies like uh, iris based, uh, your eye scan, iris based authentication, which is also a mechanism of authenticating, which is a, a touch free mechanism. So so these are the these are the broad technologies available today and I would say some of them are quite matured as well uh, which could be adopted uh, in the medical industry as well. You know it's interesting that you spoke about voice control because we've all used Alexa and Siri and OK Google and we've seen how the technology has evolved but given that we're talking about so many different languages and accents what would be the practical challenges in implementing voice controlled interfaces? Yeah, so so good question, Akshay. And again, uh, see, when we talk about the voice control, in fact, this has been an interesting learning for me as well. Uh, when I interacted with the person who, uh, the founder who originally created the uh, Siri in Apple, right? While the complete voice-based interaction is still a challenge, when we have like a focused problem, right? And when you try and identify the need to recognize voice and create an interaction more often gets limited to let's say 50 to 100 words kind of context so the technology today is pretty mature in addressing such specific needs so that's how you would see like when you actually now look at and go and spend some time and look at things uh, the alexa the ok google the series and the equivalence of it right so as long as you have a specific application and you look at what are the kind of interfaces you have to build, you will eventually end up having a very sh short dictionary which you have to support. Uh, and with that focus problem, it is, I would say the maturity level is very, very high today and you do see a lot of solutions which are already in market. While on one side you had the Siri and the uh, Alexa kind of stuff, which works on cloud, which needs continuous connectivity to uh, have things work. Uh, you must also be familiar with uh, if any of the new cars which are available in market today, the infotainment system, you could walk in and 
use it so which is actually which doesn't even have connectivity which is all embedded in the device and that's available that's that's a proven technology which is there and uh, the automotive infotainment systems are something which are in very very large volumes already right so they have been fairly there in the market tested so i can make phone calls from my infotainment system on my car uh, by saying like call uh, abc name right it, it connects to my phone and it picks up and does it so there are specific applications once we define uh, there is a short dictionary to be addressed and voice based interactions are pretty mature at least in uh, i would say in english language which uh, which is which is of course uh, most common it's quite uh, matured i would say so we we are not looking at something like a voice based conversation we are only looking at a specific application and what kind of interactions are required between a machine and a human when we break down and look at this focused piece uh, the maturity level is pretty good and it it is doable and and uh, uh, I, for that matter we we have also done some proof of concepts uh, we have uh, done it in one of the uh, uh, cell counter product which is used in a lab environment uh, we analyze that user interface of it uh, we have mapped and identified uh, what are the key operations again there is uh, you can you can focus on specific operations which are frequently done for example doing a setup of the product first time is something which is okay which is you're not going to use it you're not going to do day in day out right but initiating a test uh, is something day users are going to do in such a product day in day out so we can prioritize and identify the, those subsets which needs to be enabled in a touchless way and then it makes it easier to do it and that's how we uh, we did it and we were able to make it uh, working and functional in a uh, demonstrable way so talking about gestures do you see challenges in standardization of gesture controls for medical devices if if every OEM were to come up with their own gesture controls wouldn't it make operating devices extremely cumbersome yeah you are right so on the gesture part that 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 is a challenge today and even today if you look at in the market you have different products which has uh, uh different types of gestures which can become sometimes challenging or even confusing to users so uh, that, that's a very good point and uh, we have in fact like debated about this uh, amongst our team a uh, few times but again if we look at an approach in a structured way in a user interface there are set of functions to be performed and we could have uh, and i my belief is once the adoption increases naturally like there will be convergence of things and the way we look at it is if if we look at specific functions what is performed in a user interface for example when you have a user interface with a log and information what you're looking in a product you generally have the need to scroll up scroll down right scroll right scroll left and you you typically if, even if you operate in a touch screen that's what you do right so you scroll up down you scroll left right and then you go and pick an icon you uh click an icon so you you can have like a command list a set of functions which has to be operated and uh, a standard and most of these are very obvious intuitive gestures which would be there right so for example when we move to like uh, scrolling up scrolling down you can just uh, swipe your finger up down right so, so that way it will emerge and get a little standardized over time uh, but the other part also in the short term 
the way some of the gesture uh, based user interface what we are developing uh, we are also providing a functionality in the product to configure gestures so we support a set of gestures and uh, we we can still give the flexibility to user to map which which gesture has to be used for what function right so that way we still will give that flexibility and uh, users if at all user come across a situation of having different uh, uh, getting used to something in one uh, product and they wanted to have a similar experience in the other one they could still uh, do that mapping themselves to keep things uh, consistent across so that, that that's that's a kind of a near term solution what we see but but i'm pretty sure over time uh, it will things would emerge and it would get standardized and uh, that, that's what is uh, likely to happen Shakati given that you know we're talking about voice control in multiple languages and there's also the feature of configuring gesture controls that you just spoke about what would be the cost implications in making medical device UIs touchless and what kind of a time horizon are we looking at yeah so uh, uh, so we have looked at two different pieces of it uh, so the first piece is Uh, there are a lot of products which are already in field in market right so some of them do need like a retrospective uh, retrofit kind of a setup by adding an additional module to it or something you can enable them to operate through voice or gesture or so on so that is uh, that is something which could be done uh, in a reasonably shorter period of time and i would say that's the larger part of the need in the market and uh, typically uh, that's something which could be done like in a very short time let's say 3 uh, 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 to 4 months time uh, new add on module can be uh, started marketing in the market you know, for existing products in the field and of course integrating that into newer products which are coming in uh, as long as a new product development is happening now i would say the uh, and a ui development is going to happen Uh, integrating that with a voice or a gesture based mechanism can be done parallelly and that shouldn't affect the development time of a new product which is coming up but it's it's going to add uh, additional need of uh, resources to do that so that that's how it would be but for products in field a retrofit solution is possible uh, it can be configured integrated tested with that product and uh, uh, put into market of course sub- subject to the regulatory uh, timeline and so on but that it's it's as i said it's it's still reasonably doable over a, a medium term so where can lttss capabilities come into play here how can we help fast track the development and testing process for medical device oems yeah yeah so good good question uh, akshay uh, i would say there are uh, different pieces to it so given lttss as a organization has been working in multiple industry verticals the good part is we already bring in some of these experiences in other industries where uh, we have these kind of technologies used in the user interface so that's that actually gives our customers a jump start uh, there is no need to do a lot of uh, no need to start things from scratch so we have some of these existing things done we have evaluated quite a few uh, incidentally though today we are talking about a lot of this over the last year or so we have worked in the context of enhancing user interface for embedded devices including medical devices uh, and we have done enough work of evaluating different uh, tool sets tool chains available in market and 
particularly for integrated embedded products like this right like earlier i said uh, there are solutions like the alexa which is available but that's all always it has to be connected but there are the solutions in the devices market is to have integrated embedded solutions so we have identified different tools evaluated them the stacks and so on for the the voice part of it even for the gesture part of it and we have done that groundworks which are available as accelerators from our side uh, which will help uh, start any of these implementation and integration uh, uh, in a faster time so that, that that's how we would be able to help our customers roll out such solutions uh, in a short period of time thanks karthi i think this will give medical device manufacturers a lot to think about and dear listeners thanks for tuning in we hope you found this edition of our podcast series insightful to get access to the other episodes of our engineering for the new reality series do visit our website at www.lttts.com thank you and stay safe <laughs>